Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. Ori, we talked about it that many times, but I think we've got to do one more episode about the Mura and the Ferrari Daytona. The, the two most iconic cars, let's say, to come out of both manufacturers, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd agree. And we're talking about the late 60s. Yeah. Uh, so these cars were conceived um, early 60s maybe, maybe the Daytona a bit later. And constantly compared to each other. Always. Always compared from a collectability, uh, which we don't really talk much about them yeah. uh, in terms of collectability, but they certainly do always compared. Well, now we can compare them because all we could do was always only compare them by their shape, what they've meant to the brand. But now that we've actually experienced them, and you've driven both of them now. So firsthand, firsthand we've been able to experience right? them. And good condition ones. So, you know, not things that were run down. You know, running excellent condition models, not that needed services and things like that. That's what I'm saying. They were perfectly maintained vehicles that we got to drive. We can compare them, and now you can make your decision by the end of this episode, or we together, which one would we prefer? And in an ideal world, I think we'd already say, you want both in Well, your collection. if you can't have both, we'll talk about which whether one, you can't have both, which, where, one, which one would you have? Okay. Right. And we're talking about, again, like always, we're not talking about collectability. No, no. So you don't worry about whether one's going to, you know, sort of increase in price more than the other. Okay. All right. So, so the Lamborghini came out first. The Mura. The Mura. So before that, and we, you know, a lot of people say that that's the first supercar. Right? Yeah. So Lamborghini Mura came out. That was after the 350 GT. Now, a huge improvement. Well, it's in my opinion, the 350 GT is more along the 60s. Shapes yeah. like even Ferrari, you know, the 330 GT, the 250 yeah, yeah. PF, it was that short sort, of, sort shape, of shape, you know. But the Mura was completely different, so completely different. you know, you go from a 350 GT, you know, I won't say sedan looking, but you know, but two, engine size in the 350 versus the, 350 the Mura is the 3.5 litre, and the Mura is, is the a 400. 400, okay. So, one of the main differences is, yeah, one's a four litre, a 3.5 litre. So, yeah. we've gone up. We've both gone V12s. Up, both V12s. Um, well, oh, the 350 12s. was – no, V12s. Those, so the 350 was front engine, the normal configuration Which back everyone then. was doing back then, yep. correct. So even Ferrari. But the Mura was the first of the V12 mid-engine. Right. So, so, so is the mid-engine Lambo before a mid-engine Ferrari ever existed? Definitely. Now we're not we're talking about road cars, so that's road not, cars, that's yeah, not, not, not about racing, racing cars. cars. Well, racing cars, they were. All. Well, yeah, well, not they, all of them. Actually, not all of them. They, yeah, right. yeah, so that changes. So that's another another story and another chat for another time. But so that was the first mid-engine supercar. So this really turned automo- automobiles on their head. No one had seen no anything doubt. like this. The shape and the fact that the engines in yeah the back, the clamshells, everything, <clears> the looks. Now at the same time or similar time. The Dino 246 came out. Okay. Of that so era, that was the mid-engine Ferrari, but that was the baby Ferrari or yeah. the Dino. It wasn't v- even badged Ferrari. Yeah, V6. Yeah, which we we love, of course. But And the Daytona wasn't out yet. So the Mura came out as the, you know, the fastest car or whatever at, at that time. So really, we can say that when the Mura, we'd think when the Mura got released – it actually caught Ferrari by surprise. No doubt. I, you know, there's a lot of literature about that, but you can see it because the 275 GTB was the Ferrari front engine 12. 
and majority market leader at the time. Everyone wanted and one of those. Was, yep. And that was sort of, I mean, looks-wise, it was look. based on the 250 GTO and, yep. you know, that had gone for a long time. And they had the 275 GTB 4 cam. And yeah, but beautiful nose at the front, those beautiful lights, elongated, looked better than the 350 Lamborghini at the time because that's, that's what would have been in the market. That's so, right. Right, Ferrari is So now. Lamborghini then, you know, because he was upset with Ferrari yeah, and that's how Renault, he started. Yeah. You know, a lot of people know that story. But so Lamborghini went from the 350 to a Mura, which is, you know, chalk and cheese in terms of looks. Yeah. Forgetting about, you know, the performance and things like and, that. And ups production significantly. I mean, from 150 or 60-odd units the, of the, the 350, 350 to now 700-odd units in, in the, the Mura. Mura. Yep. So their factories must have been... Well, it's yeah, all hand-built. You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But the capacity to build from 150, you know, building 150 cars in a few years, however long the 350 was out for, to then, you know, 700-odd, that would be significant investment. Yeah. I think the 350, if I um, if I can recall, the 350 was built over, I don't know, not many years. So it was over um, a period of, you know, 60, um, I think it was 64 to 68 or something. Now, was it a standalone factory? Apart away from his where his tractors were getting manufactured, or was it the same factory? I, 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 That's I'm a good just question. thinking about that now. I suspect. Well, I don't know really. Yeah. We could actually research that, but yeah, I'm not sure. Those uh, early ones, you would have thought he wouldn't have had two factories set up, right? Well, you wouldn't have thought so. And when you're building a hundred cars over a period of three or four years, you know, it's not a, a major production line, is Correct. it? Correct. But when you go to seven hundred odd cars. With the Mura, they'd have to have a separate, yeah. a but separate. Again, setup. that's over a fair few years. So the Mura came from sixty-eight to seventy-three, similar time that the Dino two four six was out. So then Ferrari says we need to up our game here. That's right. So they bought out the Daytona. Now it's all talked about that the Daytona was a stopgap measure. It wasn't even supposed to be released, was it? No. Well, they were looking to do a, a mid-engine V twelve, right? But. Design-wise and, you know, production and get it out there so, you know, quickly, they couldn't do it. So they actually, the first model Daytona was completely very similar to the 275. The back of a Daytona, but the front was a, a the 275 with the lights. It didn't go to production, of course. Yeah. But that was the first prototype that I understand when it came out. So then they make the Daytona then? Make the Daytona, and initially at that stage, that was faster than the Mura. I understand, but now, they kept it front engine. Kept it front engine while they Shape working was... on the three six five boxer, Billy yeah, yeah, boxer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Which I like the Daytona better than that. I must admit, I like the Daytona better. I think the boxer is all right, but I, I think it's. Um, it sort of get lost in the 308 and the, you know, when you look at them and people from outside, if you look at them, they, they can see differences, but it's not out there like a Mura. Correct. So know. now, those two, so the Daytona's made, the Mura's out, looks-wise, engine, what fine, like I said, both V12s, Daytona's faster, that's great, but looks-wise, for me, the Mura wins now. Yeah, what well, I would have to agree Straddle. with you. I'd have to agree with you. At launch, right? At launch, it, it wins. Yeah, I'd have to agree. So now we've got to go on the road. Okay, so we, but before yeah, we go on the road, so the period, so Daytona bought out a, I mean, I think they only had one model in terms of engine configuration. So how many did they make? Do we know? Uh, of I, the I, Daytona? I didn't look that up. But, yeah. uh, but while you're. One while engine, you're, yeah, one engine configuration. 
Yeah. So, and then they bought the Competizione, which is the competition race car. So that's not yep. talk about that necessarily. But the the Mura had three versions. They had the the P four hundred, which yep. was I don't know. They talk about three hundred and fifty horsepower. Then they went up to the S. Yep. Uh, 370, and then the SV, 338. But I don't know if they were all available at the same time. No, they weren't. No, I think... I think the SV was the last one to be produced, And then they had the... uh, Jota, Jota, which is... They only built three or four of them them right at the end. So then Mura was faster by the time they finished that. So, yeah, Daytona doubled that production, 1,400 made. That's including the spiders. That's including yeah, the spiders. All, yeah, correct. Whereas Lamborghini Mura only made uh, coops. They, they only made coops. Yeah. Right. So, you know, then you know, so Ferrari went to the boxer, and really they were st- still playing catch up because after the Mura came the Contage, and they made less Contages than they did Muras. Total over the whole over the whole uh, mate. They only made six hundred odd contages. But the first contage, you know, we talk about changed our the, that changed the game again. No doubt, completely different look again. So I think Lamborghini, if you look at them, so definitely had step changes at that period. Yes. I think they were well advanced in terms of looks. Let's talk about yep. looks. Hundred percent. Where now you'd look at. Let's just go. If we fast forward to new Lamborghinis, new age, they look. Quite similar. I'd agree with that too. So, you know, you look at the Aventador, the Hurricane. Now, naturally, the Lamborghini lovers and the ones that really know their cars. Yeah, but what I'm saying, the shape. It's a bit like ha- Porsche. Yeah, exactly right. Like Porsche, the evolution of Porsche. And you'd say even Ferrari when you go from, you know, 458 up to where we are now, 488s and uh, the uh, Tributos. Yeah. There's not much. There's obviously changes and differences, but not drastically like 350 Mura. Mura Contage. Yeah. Big right. difference. And but the after first contage... Because after the... Like, and, sorry, and after the Daytona, the next car was the... Um, Berlinetta Boxer. Correct. Three, not six, much five. Ch- same engine, but it was a Boxer engine, but same capacity, should I say. Uh, but And the Ferrari later on, after the 488 and the Tributo, was the 296, which is a big difference again. Yeah. The 296. Yeah. So Lamborghini, really, whether you're a fan or not, uh, you know, or you prefer one make to another, was out there. Okay, so now we said about the shape, we said about the look, driving them both. Now we can compare them. We know the history behind them now and where they've come from and how they've always been rivals. Okay, driving them. I'll ask you a question first. Now, you didn't drive them. No. But your actually attention to detail in terms of looks and gadgets and stuff is is better than mine. Yep. So you sat in both and you felt both and you looked at everything. What did you feel compared to... The two compared. The Mura felt more sporty. I did feel like I was in more of a race car when I sat in the Mura, and maybe it was because of the shape, getting in, opening the door, the engine right behind my neck. You know, with that behind that little bit of perspex, I I felt more comfortable. I felt more uh, excited in the Mura. Okay, that's interesting, and I would I would have guessed that. Um, and I'm a Ferrari man. We all know. I love yeah. Ferrari, all right? I love Ferrari. But I did really pinch myself sitting in the mirror. For me, similar thoughts. I, I got into that mirror and it felt like a, you know, it fitted like a glove straight off. You are sitting lower. I think the height of the mirror is, uh, I don't know, they talk about, you know, 1,055 
uh, yeah. millimetres compared to the Daytona, which is 12.45. Yeah, so to be, it's easier to get into the Daytona than it is the Mira. Yes, because it's one. more of a, a GT. Well, it is a GT yeah. car. You know, if you compare the Mura to the GT40, there's there's only 50 mil in height. So yeah. we're talking a couple, low, of, couple right? of inches. So yeah. the GT40 is certainly very low. That's what I say, it looks more sporty. It looks yeah. more race car, right? in my opinion. It does. And, you know, from the driving perspective, when I got in there, I, well, certainly it was lower. So I could still see the the bulges and the wheel arches. Which I love that. Uh, you yeah. don't see that out of the Not Daytona. Not as much in the Daytona. They, yeah, they haven't got the bulges right. in the wheel arches. Um, you see that long bonnet? Well, you don't even see the end of the bonnet. You don't see the end of the bonnet. Right. Mind you, you won't see the end of the bonnet in the mirror either. Yeah, but uh, you know that dips down it, yeah. anyhow. The steering wheel is somewhat bigger. In the mirror? In, no, I think in the Daytona. In, in the Daytona. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So it's a bigger steering wheel. It, it to me the Mura felt like more of a, a sports car. There were more buttons and little gadgets in the Mura than the Daytona. Yeah, and most and a lot of them that you got no no idea what they no do. No idea what it is. You have to do. The, but there were the, more more gadgets, right? There was there was more binnacles to look at. There were more displays in the Mura than the Daytona, yeah. which I like. Yeah, I do too. The Daytona was more traditional dash yep. and layout, uh, very, very clear, no problem at all. Is it a traditional layout or was it lazy? Is uh, it a dash used in the previous models? Well, that's right, similar. Well, I mean, you if you look at that and you look at the 246 or even the they're Dino, similar. they're similar, they're similar in that regard. 100%. Uh, whereas the Mura, I mean, that was something special. The gated, the gated shifter in the Mura, there's no dog leg. No, it's got that little latch to... Lock to, the reverse. What I didn't like about, and I love gator shifts, I prefer, and not that you see it in the Daytona because it's covered by that leather pouch, but the Ferrari gated shifter is more compact. Yeah, it's, so it's more refined, I think. Yeah, it looks smaller. Where it's The Lamborghini one's quite wide and looks bulkier. Yeah, it looks, it's chunkier. So if you talk about aesthetics, and of course aesthetics uh, is... Uh, Ferrari gator shifter over. I prefer that completely. However, the Daytona, as you said, that's got It's the, covered and it's we covered. Don't, can't see yeah. it, so I prefer... Yeah. I have seen some Daytonas where it's not covered. Now, I don't know if that's original yep. or not, and it's slanted to your side. Now, um, Daytona, the seats for me were fantastic. I mean, the Daytona seats, I love that, that pattern of that Daytona pattern and are more comfortable than I – I felt more comfortable sitting in the Daytona seat than I did the Mura seat. Yeah, I, I thought the Mura seat was a more sporty seat. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it was more like a, a go-kart bucket seat rather than the Daytona, 100%. which is a bit more luxury. And it it was bought out – Ferrari was bought out for, uh, you know, for luxury, although they did race them in the competition, uh, guys. But, uh, yeah, so, it, you know, when I got to, to drive it, it both were nerve-wracking – but the Daytona, not as much for me because I'd driven the 250 Lusso. I think, yeah, but you've got to explain that nerve-wracking. Now, nerve-wracking because you're thinking of the value of these cars and we don't own them. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, nerve-wracking. Take that away. And it's, yeah. it's a car, right? So, if you own them, for example, they were in your stable, you wouldn't be nerve No, they're yours. No, but it's someone else's car. You've got to respect it. But you, you can't, it's, that's not the experience though, I think. You're using that as a... You were nervous, but there was no need. That's not the car that makes you nervous. No, no, the, certainly the car doesn't make me nervous. Which one felt to you instantly, don't know how to drive this? I actually think the Mura. So you felt more comfortable straight away in the Mura versus the, and you've driven Ferraris your whole life. 
Well, I don't know about whole life, but yeah, a long time. Yeah, a long time. You've driven a lot of different yeah, Ferraris. Not, this not is the first Lamborghini. Ferrari, so but this is the first Lamborghini. This is definitely the first Lamborghini. Not even the modern one. I oh, apart from the Urus, but we yeah, don't count fair. that. But um, you felt comfortable in. Very comfortable in it, and I just wanted to drive it more. And not only that, the sound of it, like you know, you said that you know your your back, your headrest is against the the rear. And you, the the sound of that engine, and it also revs higher. I think than you know, not that yeah, we no. took it to those revs, but okay. So no, low speed. You're driving. Get the nervousness out because we we, yep. we know why the nervousness. Forget about that. You're feeling more comfortable in the mirror. And first ten minutes driving, accelerating through the gearbox. What was better, Daytona mirror? I felt better in the in the mirror. Reason. Well, I think because it was sportier, the Daytona was you know you sit up more than you yeah. do in the, the uh, in the Mura, and it's a GT car. Okay, you know I won't say it feels like my four five six because the four five six is more modern, but the four five six is sort of tailored on the Daytona. Yeah, but it's just a more modern version of it. And I feel as if I, I felt as if I wanted to throw it round corners more. The Mura. The Mura. Okay, so straight line when we're on the highway driving, which we've done both. We've well, pretty much done similar roads with both cars, which is great. Straight line driving, accelerating through the gears. What felt more comfortable? Uh, through the gears, maybe maybe the Daytona that felt more comfortable. I'm not sure if it's got the same torque or not as the as yeah. the Mura, but the Mura felt like it had more torque lower okay. down. I don't know, maybe that's the sound. I mean, we weren't pushing, or I wasn't pushing it, you know, naturally. Yep. But the Daytona felt like you just wanted to go more, you know, just go straight and, you know. And cruise. And, and cruise. That's what I felt uh, like also yeah. as a passenger. Yeah. Like you could go, we always say the Adelaide to Melbourne, but a long drive, beautiful yeah. roads, you could cruise all day yeah. and be comfortable. And I'm sure, well, I, I would suspect that the owners that have driven these long distances, long distances both of them, would have a maybe a different opinion, you know. Yep. Um, but that you know, they talk about how good these cars are at speed, and we're talking, you know, the one hundred mile an hour, one sixty k's an hour, not what we were doing, you know. So okay, so we know one thing that the owner did tell us, and we experienced it ourselves in traffic and low speeds. The Mura was difficult. In in term difficult in what way? Difficult to manoeuvre. It, it doesn't like slow traffic. Well, it likes to be moving around. Yeah, yeah. and neither does that Daytona. But I think Daytona is more user friendly. It's for every day well, for everyday driving. Maybe, but the steering seemed heavier to me in okay. the Daytona than it did in the Mura. Okay, and that could be you know look that could be tire pressure could be anything. Yeah, so yeah. you know it's only my opinion, and that's limited to you know that small drives, but mm-hmm. the Daytona, I felt I had to go on longer drives and, you know, sort of more cruising, sweeping bends, whereas okay. the Mura, you know, those couple of corners I took. Now, you know, I wanted to make sure, you know, because they talk about the, you know, back end happy, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You, know I want, you know, naturally we didn't go fast enough to ever get near the limit of what it can do, mm-hmm. but I felt like I wanted to throw it around more. Yeah, right. and that it would handle more better. Yeah. So I felt that it would, yeah, that it would handle better than the the Daytona. Yeah, all right. But apparently they say the Daytona is well balanced too. But um, the only thing we have we didn't do with the cars, and I, I don't know if we'll ever get to do this. But if we had them on a track, you know, you do a couple of laps in the mirror, 
you do a couple of laps in Daytona just to see the difference. It would be perfect. That would be perfect. That would be the perfect comparison. Yeah. You know, but for city traffic driving, I mean, which we did, similar, like I said, similar roads, it's a good comparison also. It is a good comparison what we did. I mean, we were really lucky to be able to experience that firsthand yeah. like that. But in terms of, you know, going back to the size of the cars and that, they look completely different in size. But the Daytona is only 100 mil longer than the Mura. Yeah, correct. But it looks so much bigger, doesn't it? It, it does look a lot it bigger, looks a but lot that's bigger. the design. And, you know, the designers know that you can make the shape look bigger or smaller or whatever, and maybe the colour does that too. But if I look at, you know, the Mura compared to my even my GT4, it's, it's own, my GT4 is actually uh, only shorter by 60 millimetres. Yeah, and for me, it's a lot – it should be a lot – it looks a lot smaller. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. And not only that, the width, the Mura is actually narrower. Than yours. Not by much, but, but you know, yeah. you know, mine is, of course, uh, higher. So comparatively, you know, with the GT4, uh, 308 GT4 and the 246 Dino, there's not a lot of difference in them. Okay, the Mura's longer than the Dino. But, you know, we talked about that too, that the Mura felt like more a 246 Dino on stor- steroids. On steroids. Yeah. Okay, that's a good comparison. Yeah, you know, I remember um, we said that. Yeah. And- so which one didn't you want to get out of? There you go. Driving around, which one did you say? No, no, I, I, I need to keep driving. Okay, so <laughs> that's that's a good question. So when I got given the choice of which car to drive back to the display area or wherever, you know, I've got the other car here, or you can take the the mirror. And the other car was up there. I mean, it's no no slap. Yeah, but it wasn't the Daytona. A, no, it wasn't the Daytona. That's correct. So I said, no, no, I'm taking the mirror back. So, yeah. and you know, that last little drive that I had taken it back, I was by myself. You weren't in there. You know, naturally, I you know, took a little bit of video, and you know, just loved that drive. Yeah. So I would say the mirror. You didn't want to get out of it. No. So, see, the Daytona, the end of our drive was stuck in hot traffic. Yeah, You're, that's, was yeah, that's not fair either. six degree day. We were stuck in traffic. The air conditioner wasn't working. So, yeah, we didn't experience it too well. But I, I think the one I could have sat in all day, I agree, was the Mirror. Even, I just though, the, even though the Daytona was a GTM Was more comfortable, com- yeah, correct. But I could sit in that. I didn't want to get out of the Mirror. Isn't it strange, yeah. isn't it? That's uh, Look, that's, and this is it's, – it's interesting that everyone has opinions about things – but until you actually experience them firsthand, you, your opinion is likely to change. Okay. So now, what's your choice? The mirror, you can have both of them, right? You, could, you can select both of them. Which one are you taking? You only okay. can have one, but you, between the two that we've driven. Well, okay. So let's, let's put a few more conditions on this. So this is if you only were allowed You're only one. allowed to select one of the cars. What are you picking? The and Daytona you, you or the Mirror? you haven't got any other things in your collection. So this is the only one you've got in your collection. You this is the choose. only car you can have. That's the only it. car and nothing to do with You're not gonna ever going to drive another car again. This is the only car you're going to – this is your Sunday driver that you're about See, to See, that's your, a problem for me. That's a question that's unfair for me. Well, that's the answer I'm looking for, for that question first. Forget if it's part of your collection. Okay, so if I have to pick one or are the other – Are you picking a Ferrari Daytona or a Lamborghini Mirror? That's it. I'm, I'm going to pick the Ferrari Daytona. See, and that's because you're a Ferrari man. That's right. So you've gone against your head yes. and gone with your heart. Yeah, I have. Because if I Because you've say, just said how much better the Mura has been in every aspect. I agree. And you've selected the, the so, Daytona. So if the question's then asked, if you've got it for 
two weeks, you got a choice of these cars for two weeks, only one, yeah. only one, what would your choice be? My choice would be the Mura. Yeah, I'll take the Mura every day of right. the week, but I'll take now, the Mura even to own it. Yeah, so if you had a choice between the Mura, Mura. you'd take the Mura. Well, I wouldn't even think, I wouldn't even well, blink. I'll tell you what, Ori, this is perfect. This is perfect. You have the Mura, I have the Daytona. And we can share. And we're both on each other's insurance policies. Perfect. Perfect. We're Perfect. Gonna le- <laughs> so we're going to leave it there, Ori. No, uh, fantastic. Uh, one day maybe we will take it for a bit longer. And I think we've got to say thanks to the owners again. Thank you very much to the owners. To experience. And, uh, yeah, we love them. We love them. So we're going to leave it there. And, of course, you can catch us on uh, YouTube and Instagram and uh, Mick and Ori at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, remember, if your car's not a classic, it will be one day. Thank you. Thanks, guys.